That's what history is. Before we get into what Eric was saying, um, oh, hey, got this is Dadbot after dark. Dad yeah, we didn't prepare any history stuff. So, but I got some stuff for you guys later. For, like, I got some questions for you. But okay, the whole thing is, I don't know if you saw Eric, uh, Jeff, um, Washington football team, well known as one of the most competently run football teams in the NFL, as we all know. A model, yeah, <laughs> model of efficiency and professionalism. So um, efficient, they got. <laughs> A coach from another team to resign <laughs> did they well the investigation oh yeah they got john gruden who, that's gruden. efficiency yeah um uh, anyway they did this memorial for sean taylor um the uh he played for the washington back like in 2006 he was killed um defending his home he's in a, a safety right yeah yeah and uh so the apparently the team did this memorial for Sean Taylor today, and you know they renamed one of the roads outside the stadium, uh, Sean Taylor Way, and then they put a on the sideline of the field in the grass they painted his number twenty one um, to memorialize him on the field, and then you know the owner is it Dan Snyder is that who it is yeah 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 he met with the family beforehand and just all these things but. The, the the controversy on Twitter was Patrick Mahomes because the Chiefs were playing them. So Patrick Mahomes' brother was there prior to the game with some other VIPs, and they were told to stand in this cordoned off section on the sideline before Wait, the game. Is, is Jackson Mahomes now a VIP? Well, he's Patrick's brother, so yeah, he's VIP adjacent. Yeah, he's, all right, fair enough. So sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but anyway, that's no, fine and. What happened is, is Jackson Mahomes started doing a TikTok dance while he was in this little cordoned off section. Well, the cordoned off section is where the 21 is painted on the sideline of the field. And so all the Washington fans are losing their mind, saying how disrespectful it was and, and all that. And I tweeted in reply to somebody on there. And I said, if you don't want people dancing on your memorial, then don't make it on grass on the football field. Like it's going to get stepped on. And like, well, it's got this little, little plastic fencing that goes around. I'm like, yeah, but they were literally told to stand inside the fencing. It's got like, like the gold plastic chain that you can get at home Depot. It's it wasn't even, it wasn't there. even, it wasn't even gold plastic. It was white plastic. Like <laughs> oh, the cheapest plastic. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even, they didn't even offer the fancy looking one. So anyway, I'm just like, if you don't want that, if you don't want people to disrespect the memorial, which I, I generally, I get, I go, but don't put it on a football field on grass and then tell the people to stand there. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And so all I said was like, if you're going to memorialize a player who's died, do what the Cardinals did with Pat Tillman, you know, make the statue out the side of the stadium. And then Eric comes in with that. It is lovely. And then Eric comes in with a heat saying, never loved it. He thinks Pat Tillman was a war criminal. I don't know what he was going to say, but <laughs> I said none of those things. Well, I know the picture on which that statue is based, and it's a great picture. I think it is an awesome picture. Uh, my uh, sculpture skills 
notwithstanding, this thing is, I, I don't care for the statue itself. I think, think it's, it I think it's kind done. of, yeah, I don't think it was uh, well done. And it's hard to do because you're getting an action shot and you only have one, uh, you know, you only have a 2D image. I just, I've seen it and it just, there's something about the face that just doesn't look right and the hair just doesn't look right. And it just bugs me every time I see it. And it's fine. I, I'm what are you just doing? Anyways, um, <laughs> it reminds me, I don't know if it was Jimmy Fallon or the other guy, probably Chris some of the other guy. Huh? No, not the Chris other Kattan. guy. Who's some other other guy? Who's the you know, the blonde haired host? Seth Meyers. British. Guy. Oh, James Corden. James Corden. I'm just naming some, people. James Corden with You're just naming um, other guys. Other guys I know. He, he did uh he did a prank on Oh, every David Beckham, um, David Beckham, right? That and David Beckham awesome. commissioned that statue and it shows up and it's just ugly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, you know, like he's, t- he doesn't know what to do. And then, you know, it's a prank. Maybe we should put these and statues up so we can. What this statue kind of reminds me it of. It looks like a joke statue. <laughs> yeah. I've well, seen about- a picture and I've seen a statue. It's not that bad. I mean, I think the problem you have is like any sculptor i'm going to assume is going to say making a likeness oh, of a human being out of metal is the romans did challenges. i will say well okay they should have used marble then that's it they used the wrong medium there we go you know what i'm actually question. with you on that using yeah. marble. i think it's like 10 times as expensive and <laughs> and difficult to work with but that's not my problem but <laughs> if all those busts were made out of marble in canton that would be awesome i mean they've lasted right the, the yeah. roman ones have lasted two thousand yeah, years so do we want people to remember our athletes what's that from john united with no arms like the <laughs> venus de milo his it's, nose it's has a, been broken off right. but <laughs> he, he threw a football yes he did so how daddy, how I, I will say this in a little bit of seriousness, ASU has a Tillman statue and that one does look a lot better than the Cardinal one, but the Tillman one is just, you know, him standing kind of straight up, but he's got his helmet on helmet on. He's got his pads on all that stuff. His oh hair's God. not, his I hair's just, not a Kimbo. So. I just pulled up the, the, uh, the statue of David Beck. <laughs> you got to so put good. all these up. His you got to put these images up as we talk about them. Long. Just you know, th- there's no way Beckham saw that statue and didn't instantly know he was being put on. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh I think my he's gosh, got, he's got like a belly too, doesn't he? I, I, he I'm only seeing the face right now, but <laughs> well, the none of the the proportions are all like wildly wrong. Like the arms are. Oh, just, that's bad. The elbows. Are <laughs> it looks like Ron Perlman. That's not a good statue. <laughs> that's oh oh man, that's awful. All right. So anyway, that's <laughs> looks like Rod Perlman. It does. <laughs> it really does. It looks like Ron Perlman or Lyle Lovett, one of the two. Or if Ron Perlman and Lyle Lovett had a kid, that's what this statue looks or like. Or in Alien, in about one third of any movie with aliens in it. Yep. Yeah. If aliens had beautiful hair. I mean, the hair is still on point. There's no a Cristiano Ronaldo statue that has a similar just bad look to it oh because james corden oh no 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 this this is just his thing he makes joke statues for celebrity soccer players no no apparently this wasn't him but it's not a good statue it's like it doesn't look like him at all maybe the hair does and the adam's apple 
And you got to get the Adam's apple right. Otherwise, yeah. the whole thing falls apart. I think you start there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way they did it back in the day. Well, I can only imagine what my statue will look like. So. Like one you made or that one that was made of you? One that will be made of me. Well, oh. So it's funny you say that. Um, I, I went to Greece. <laughs> I just I commissioned. Know, I guess it's been two years ago. And one of the things one of the tour guides said was having a statue made of you, like as a rich person, a person of influence at the time, it was almost like the Photoshop of the day. Like you could be dumpy and you hadn't been doing your sit-ups and your push-ups, but when they carve your statue, you're all chiseled and looking good mm -hmm. and the women are beautiful. And, you know, that image lasts for a long, long time. Yeah. So anyhow, it was the, it was the Photoshop of its day. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue with the, the statue, especially when there was no photo. So it's just right. Yeah. Who do you yeah, know? That, that must be what he looked like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the statue's there. So, um, all right. Well, you guys want to get into this? So we didn't prepare really anything for tonight, no specific topic, uh, but I did come up with some questions, hypothetical questions I would like to ask you guys. And I will ask them of myself. Um, and there's not a ton of them. It's like eight questions total, but, um, you want to get into this? Absolutely. All right. So we're going to start simple. We're going to start with a, a multiple choice question. Pretty simple context. And uh, we'll take it from there. First question is, which historical bad guy would you punch in the face? Hitler? Stalin? Emperor Nero? Or Genghis Khan? So which um, one I'm of those going, I, I, I'm going Hitler right out of the box. I'm literally scared of everybody else on that list, but Hitler, <laughs> you I, know, I'm a hundred percent certain I could. Oh, so you're saying Hitler out there's a threat of retaliation. That's, oh that's yeah. No, you have okay. to deal with the consequence of your yeah, action. You're going to punch yeah. Genghis Khan in the face. I mean, you don't, oh, no, absolutely you don't not. get to, you didn't, you don't get to time bloop in punch bloop out. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta face the repercussions. And I agree with you, Jeff, when I was making that list, I'm like, of the four of those, Hitler's got the weakest jaw. So I'm I'm going for Hitler. On okay, that here's here's the other question: Is there a particular point in history at which I get to strike them that could, you know, change no, what happens? No, you no, can't punch just... baby Hitler. You can't punch baby. <laughs> got or, or or old man Stalin. You yeah. got to punch the eight year old middle aged Stalin. Yeah, you you they've got to they've got to be in their. They got to be grown. They got to be in, in what you consider their prime, I guess. Yeah, but fortunately, Eric, you're in your prime. So yep. that's all that matters. Gosh, yep. that, that doesn't bode well for the future. <laughs> um, so Genghis Just Khan beat. is an absolute no. There's no way I'm getting near that guy with any sort of threatening look on my face. Nero, I I mean, Nero, it's, it's quite possible that, that uh, Nero was mentally ill right oh what an so, artist I mean, dies in me yeah so i mean do you can you is it politically correct to go punch mentally ill people is that going to be well, an issue I, I think you can make an argument that none of these guys was a hundred percent right in the head yeah i don't if he's mentally ill it's not like he was a glass yeah. licker i mean he was yeah. you know <laughs> might have been a sociopath but yeah. Okay. So I, Nero, I, I don't care. 
honestly. So it comes down to Hitler and Stalin for me. And I really want to punch Stalin because I he's, know you do. That's why I put him on the list. I, I knew you really want to, want to hit him. Um, but I, knowing that he could strike back. Nero, he's got a neck beard. That's making me want to punch him now. All of a sudden <laughs> he's creeping up my list. That's a fair point. <laughs> you're basing it just on looks. I mean, I, that's okay. You can make, I, I want to punch Stalin more, but I know he's going to strike back and that's where I may have an issue. I mean, Stalin is steel, right? That's what it is. He changed yeah. his name to Joseph steel. That should give you an idea of. Okay. But yeah, the Romans had, you know, guys with abs stand in for the bottom half of their bodies on their statues. So yeah, but we actually have video of Stalin. So like we have an idea of, do we have video of him punching back? I mean, that's a good question. I don't know, but I, I do get he 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 definitely could have taken Churchill. Individual. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it was a punch fight between him, Churchill and Roosevelt, we know yeah. he's walking away. So, Stalin. I mean, you could you could yeah. punch Churchill and like run 30 feet away. Yeah, he's not going to catch you. <laughs> But he'll yeah. have a witty retort. Oh, oh, you will feel he'll have a stinger to yeah. follow you back to wherever when, you're going. So, Winnie, that hurt. That you hurt. haven't answered the question, though. Who are you I, picking? You're tossed up between Stalin and Nero. No, no, it's a it's a toss up between Hitler and Stalin. Uh, oh, you don't want to punch Nero? I have no interest in punching Nero. Oh, he's not worth your time. Okay, I got no, it. No, he's not. Can 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 we talk about death count real quick? Doesn't Stalin's like twice as many. Yeah, that's what I thought. And he they're the, his people. Stalin's is foreigners. Yeah, Stalin. Yeah, he killed. Stalin's got first ballot Hall of Fame numbers. And another Hitler. interesting thing, though, I saw some statistic on Genghis Khan. He killed 11% of the world's population. 11% of the Earth's population died when he but was. That, that wasn't through purges. Well, whether it was through purges or not, I mean, I think every other enemy country became a purge to Genghis Khan. Like, like, it's not like he was like, well, the Ukrainians aren't making me enough corn or wheat. So I'm going to purge them. He's like, anybody that gets in my way is being destroyed. I'm just saying, if we're talking just raw numbers. Genghis Khan is up there. Yeah. But you already said you're not going to punch Genghis Khan. So that's no, fine. I'm not. So Hitler or Stalin, you got to make a decision here. If I can hit Stalin's nose just right, he's going down. So I'm going to go with Stalin. Oh, you, you've got the perfect punch for him. Okay. Well, if I know this is coming, I think I can train for it, maybe. Are, are okay. you worried about Stalin or are you worried about the secret police? <laughs> That's a fair question. I mean, that goes for I mean, he had a guy, one of these guys. He had a guy killed for not clapping long enough. So, I mean, that tells you something about him. But, oh. oh, I'm clapping with Close clapping fist. his nose, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, I found a, a fun fact on Genghis Khan. So he's responsible for killing a lot of people, according to a study that I found here. This says one in two hundred men on this planet are direct descendants of Genghis Khan. Yeah. yeah. So he added more people than he took. Yeah. So it's probably a net oh, ad, right? Well, then I should take him off the historical bad guy list, I guess. Sorry. I didn't realize all the. I'm sure that was all consensual sex. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. my gosh. All right. I'm um, picking Nero. If, if that's the end of that question, I'm picking Nero. I think punching him. 40 million under Genghis Khan is his. And count. that's when the world's population was much lower. Oh, 
400 million if he killed 11 yeah. percent of the population because right. world war ii was 9.4 percent of the world's population yeah and genghis khan was 11.1 but world war ii was also 66 million <clears throat> yeah but they also did that with you know modern technology genghis khan did it with horses and you know it's just totally different but yeah anyway i'm going nero i think he would react the goofiest of the four and i would <laughs> i'm down to see that and like you said jeff anytime a neck beard gets involved that makes them way more punchable kyle orton nero kyle orton big neck beard guys yeah Perfect analogy. Yeah, if you can get us a picture of Kyle Orton with full neck beard and post, can we do a side Eric? by side. That'd be, yeah, <laughs> that'd be get great up there. See, here's the thing: I had not planned on doing a bunch of post production no, on this. Now one, you so are. Just this, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, just a suggestion. Or a demand, I'll see what a I can do. I don't know. That little wow. animal behind you is. Can we enlarge that in post? Enhance. We... It's a little Minecraft. Uh... Is that like a... Oh, what's the kind of uh, cat? The small tiger? No. Small cat? <laughs> small cat. Starts, with, uh, starts with a C. It's a... Oh, I can't. Words. I'm losing words right now. All those words are gone. All right. So that's the end of the first question. Now, I have the second question is actually a, a flip of the first question. An ocelot. It's an ocelot. That does not start with C doesn't but all. that's okay. the second letter so okay. but it's very low def somehow yeah. a yeah, low def real. cat yeah minecraft i don't so, know what that means oh it's a game oh it's great online legos okay it's fun but it is all right second question it's reverse of the first question so instead of who would you punch in the face who would you have dinner with of those same four guys I thought it was gonna be, who is who would you let punch me in the face no 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 <laughs> Hitler, Stalin, Nero, or Genghis Khan? Which one of those four would you have dinner with? God, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. mm. I, I'm assuming there's no language barrier implied no. with no. You've with got Genghis the universal. Khan. You've got the universal translator. All right, and I also assume that there's no uh, kind of. I'm not going to be consenting to whatever they're. No, no, no. You just want to just... sit down. You pick your favorite restaurant. You guys go sit down for an hour. Have nice. Have wait, a nice wait, meal can we, Eric, where were you going with that? You have to consent to what? <laughs> He's got to consent no, I, to their I, atrocities. Like, yeah. Am yeah, I? No, like... no, yeah. You're not. You're not on board with the pogroms. Like you're not. You're not here okay. for the the final solution or the destruction of. Yeah, it's not like having Donald the Trump song on a late night talk show and you yeah. legitimize the man. That's not no, what's happening. You, you just want to have an, a one hour dinner and conversation with one of these four. Which four do you pick? You're not in. It's not an acknowledgement or approval of anything they've done. You just want to talk to them. I, I, that's a, a little bit easier for me. Genghis Khan. Okay. Can I ask why? Because I know enough about Hitler and Stalin that I'm, I don't, I don't care for them, right? Like there might be something interesting there and maybe Hitler would look at me and not see like a, something less than him. And, but Genghis Khan, I just don't know enough about him where I would find that fascinating. Not to mention I, well, actually I, want, I want to eat his food, like whatever he's serving up. 
sounds like I agree. I think Genghis Khan, I, before I make my choice, but I do agree with your logic. I think Genghis Khan would be a fascinating choice. There's a lot we don't know about him. Um, we know a lot about Kublai Khan, um, but there's a lot about Genghis Khan that we don't know. And, and I think not that he's necessarily a mystery, but it, he's a fascinating character. So it'd be very interesting to talk with him, sit down in his yurt and, and eat. Yeah. And eat some horse. Yeah. How about you, Jeff? Of those four, um, of those four, I'm going to go with Nero. Um, I'm I'm going with the uh, ostensibly we're going to have a conversation. I can expect some level of honesty. Um, I want to know, did Nero start that fire? Um, that's been speculated that that the big fire that he uh, supposedly fiddled during that, that he set the fire to to clear room for a palace. Yeah. So um, that would be a real sick depraved move and and who knows but then, but then like you said, might just get crazy after that i asked him the question and you can't handle the truth i mean who knows what comes next but yeah i did order the code red anyway um i agree i would pick nero that that's i really like the genghis khan pick for you eric but for me i think nero would be so interesting and i think he would start saying like you would ask him a question and then like Jeff, kind of like you said, he just starts saying more and more and more. I think he would, he would want to share, you know, things about what he's thinking or things that he did. And I think there'd be a lot of fun. Well, And if I'm looking that. at this list, I mean, the first two guys, Hitler and Stalin, those guys to me are they're That's, that's evil. I mean, those guys are bad. Yeah. That's, that's really, I mean, I, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd be concerned to sit down with dinner with those two. I just I don't know if I could it, find it, it literally to, doesn't interest me. I don't know if I could find anything to talk with Hitler or Stalin about. You know, I think I'd be there and be like, why? Like that, that'd be the only thing. I'm like, why did you do this or why are you the way you are? But with Nero or Genghis Khan, there's a lot. There's some other shades there that would be really interesting. Right. And, and like Eric said, you know, there's there's been a lot more time passed as well. There's there's more mm-hmm. questions to answer. You can talk more about. Yeah. But yeah, the, we, I, we, we've got video. We've got uh, video footage of these other two guys. So there's a pretty good idea who they were. I do yeah. ask a similar question of my students. Um, uh, we were talking uh, in the Old Testament. And I say, you know, one person from the Bible, not Jesus, that you would want to meet. And it's curious the kind of answers you get from seventh graders about that. Is God an option? I I kind of specify people like okay people. They come up with some, uh, you know, Adam, Noah, Moses are high up there. David's got to show up a lot. Yeah, he does. Mine is Melchizedek. King priest of Salem. Yep. That's all we know about him. Yeah. And he sounds fascinating, but yeah, kids come up with a bunch of different, if the name is too hard to pronounce, they don't put that on the list, but <laughs> yeah, a fair <laughs> critique. Yeah. The spelling count, Mr. Hoffman. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you, you don't want to get the wrong Babylonian King kids. All right. So now I've got Another question kind of in the punch in the face realm. So another punch in the face question. What historical figure, not typically categorized as a villain, would you want to punch in the face? Woodrow Wilson. Ooh, I like that. 
That's a good one. Even, even as my understanding of American economic systems has kind of changed, uh, matured into some more complexities, <clears throat> his passage of the 16th Amendment and bringing the Federal Reserve into a, a place of power um, and the fact that he was kind of a racist. I don't, know if he, I don't even need to qualify that with kind of. He was. Like. Uh, but but then also you spend the entire election of 1916 telling the United States, I kept us out of the war. You get elected, you get inaugurated. And by April of your inauguration year, we've declared war. So, yeah. And he and there's a lot before that election where he was doing things to basically force the Germans to put him in a situation where he could declare war on them. Um, yeah. That, and, whole... and that name came to mind very quickly because I'm teaching about this era in history. So it's been on my mind a lot lately with students. Cause I that's told them one. he's my least favorite president. Um, that's a good pick. I'm sure there's other names that would come up if I dug deep. No, I like it. You got to go with your gut. Jeff, what about you? Well, my gut says Maxine Waters, but I don't think there's enough water <laughs> under the bridge. <laughs> Not a lot of time has passed there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm still going to pick a historical bad guy. I got to go with John Wilkes Booth. Tagged man. by the FBI. You know, I'll just hashtag FBI <laughs> at the just, top there. Just send him a link. <laughs> yeah. Send him a link. Go to minute 21 and yeah. just uh, watch for two minutes. That's all you need. No, it's John Wilkes Booth, man. Uh, Really deprived of us of all of a lot of great stuff out of Lincoln. You know, that guy, arguably one of the I mean, he's definitely one of the great presidents, arguably the greatest president, um, went through the most, saved the union. I, I, I know we can talk. That's another question. We can talk about that later. So arguably. why? Why John Wilkes Booth and not Lee Harvey Oswald? I think like, Lincoln was a way better president than Kennedy. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And, oh, yeah. And, I, and, I, and again, you know, I'm making up for the fact that I, the other person I picked is still alive. So um, I'm digging a little further back. But, but yeah, I agree with Jake. Uh, I, I'd say Lincoln's a, a better president than JFK. JFK, you know, he probably makes uh, my top 15 list, but I think Lincoln could have been a better president. By dying when he did, by John Wilkes Booth killing him when he did, Lincoln wasn't able to complete the kind of task reconstruction that he, had, he had set out. And well, so reconstruction were... falls to the radical Republicans and becomes an absolute mess. And that's why you still see so many cultural divides. Well, and it fell under the Andrew Union Johnson, and the South. who yeah. was not really interested in the reconstruction and then you had the radical. Yeah, I agree. I think the potential for what America could have been had Lincoln been able to finish his second term, I think the reconstruction would have been more complete, which would have helped heal the wounds that the South had in, been inflicted upon, um, like the actual financial and and human loss as a result of them losing the war. Um, yeah, I agree. I think the, I, I the think, what is with Lincoln are great. I think he also could have gone Harvey Dent on us. You know, you either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain. That's um, true. You know, 
they say only the good die young and he wasn't young, but you know, he's definitely going to be more lionized going out the way he did. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, great pick, um, which kind of makes mine feel trite. I picked uh, Machiavelli and only because I hate how everybody today uses the word Machiavellian way too much. So it's, it's totally that's like, just, Oh, that's so Machiavellian. I'm like, I hate it. I hate everything about it. So, so are you concerned him? that, that, that they're not so I punch it him right? and like, stop it. Just stop writing the prince. Cause it's going to really annoy me in about 400 years and I don't want to deal with it. So stop it. And then are, are they using it correctly? Or are they like uh, Ron Burgundy, like when in Rome? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a manager comes in and says, well, you got to do a little extra work this week. And they'd be like, oh, that's so Machiavellian. It's like, no, it, shut, shut up. It's not. Okay. It's, it's not Machiavellian at all. No, it isn't. <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's all. My my pick for punch in the face. All right. So staying on the, the president's topic, since, since we brought that up, Jeff, which president would you want to go get drunk with who do I want to get drunk with? Mm -hmm. And if you guys need a moment to think, I can tell you mine to start, you know, cause it's not necessarily my favorite president. Oh, I, the president I picked, I don't like them as a person, but I think they'd throw one hell of a party. So, but you're going Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's on. Great no. pick, Jake. Great pick. No, I should have. Now I kind of want to pick him. No, I picked Andrew Jackson. Because uh, his, his inauguration, the March 4th, 1829, his first inauguration, 10 to 20,000 guests showed up. And they weren't just like they are, you know, today where they sit out on. That's just fake news. There the weren't wall, that many. The Washington Mall. Like they were tromping through the White House. They threw, they broke like thousands of dollars of fine china. That sounds like uh, an insurrection were, to me. They were, they were ripping. Well, no, because they were invited. So they were ripping, <laughs> they were ripping uh, drapes off the windows. And then it said the staff to get the people to leave had to fill tubs of like wash tubs full of whiskey and put it out in the front lawn to get people to leave <laughs> a trough of whiskey has been placed on the front yard yeah everybody <laughs> please, please go please out please exit and- go fill your growlers and have a nice day like it's and then he also in 1837 uh some cheese maker gave him a 1400 pound block of cheese as a gift and so then he had a big party a big cheese party as well so andrew jackson I don't like his policies. He was, you know, terrible with the whole trail of tears and all that. But if you're asking me one party to go to, I'm going to go to an Andrew Jackson party. Blessed are the cheesemakers. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. But man, after you said it, Bill Clinton, that's, that would be a good I'm glad you're here, Jake. It's going to be a good time tonight. I feel like, I feel like he'd grab my face and like get real intense with me though. Bill Clinton be like, 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 let's talk. I feel your pain. No, I've heard it first. said that his his EQ, his ability to make whoever he's talking to feel like the most important person in the world is off the charts. It makes sense. I, I mean, a big part of getting elected to any political office is making your supporters feel like you're the only person in the room, so to speak. Like it's so I, I wouldn't be surprised being likable. All right, Eric, who are you going to get tore up with? Got to be a president, right? 
It's got to be a United States president. Teddy Roosevelt. That's I I really I thought it's got to be a military guy because they know how to they know how to drink. And I was thinking. Um. I was thinking like Eisenhower might be a good one, but Teddy Roosevelt's going to be the guy. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I feel like he'd want to get into a lot of arm wrestling matches, though, as the night wore on. Yeah, and that's fine. There's a lot of bear hugs. Yeah. Like, let's wrestle. And then just. You're going to get slapped on the back way too hard (laughs) a lot. See, I'm not particularly interested in like the rager. I just want to sit down and knock him back chat okay all right i mean he's by the end of the night everyone's going to be shouting bully like at the top of their lungs though just it's not i don't know if you're you're not going to be drinking port and smoking a fine cigar and talking about things like histrionics you're going to be saying i bet i can ride that moose i I don't feel like it's going to be as calm as you think it is i just like Um, it to start calm Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you really took this in another direction, man. You just went like the lava lamp and you guys just chilling out and laying low. Who'd you pick, okay. Jeff? Um, I didn't pick Waters. anybody yet. So this is an odd question for me. I've uh I'm I'm I've been sober for a long time and uh my my, my immediate picks were either Donald Trump or George Washington. Now, oddly enough, Trump also doesn't drink, but I would be willing to waive 11 years of sobriety. I would tie one on with Trump if he would do it, too. Not because I like the guy, nothing to do with that, but get that guy drunk and just the stuff that would come out of his mouth. I mean, unbelievable. Sometimes he sounds drunk already. And yeah, I I think if he were to. To let loose on that. Yeah, be- I want to take a golf cart into the ocean. I mean, we're going to get, it's going to get crazy with him. So, anyhow, there was that. And then, you know, the other one would just be Washington. That guy's a legend. And um, he also made his own booze. Washington. GW did. Oh, yeah. He was a renowned uh, drinker. I think he drank, I think it was bourbon, but he had his own special drink that he made right there in Mount Vernon. And he like, like a distillery. So you know, you know Mount Vernon, it looks like stone, but that's wood that's carved to look like stone, and then they really? cover it with glue and sand, so it looks like rock. Huh? I didn't. And then know he that. made up his own country, so like he made up a stone house out of wood, and then he carved a country out of the United States, and Jay, then the guy was a great carver. Yeah, and then they made him king or president or whatever he was, and you know he just kind of. Man, talk about bending the world to your will. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he would be, he was my second pick. If I hadn't picked Jackson, George Washington would have been my second pick. Um, all right. Good answers. So next question. Gonna get a little introspective here. Ooh. Pick any famous leader and define leader however you will. Could be political leader leader. Uh, intellectual, whatever it is, pick any famous leader. Which one is most like your dad? So I'll start to give you guys a moment to think. Uh, And top of my head, 
I went with Cincinnatus. Um, and it basically, because he mostly wanted to just be left alone and work <laughs> on his farm. <laughs> and my dad worked really hard, you know, and when he got home, he just kind of wanted to sit down, be left alone and do his thing. But, you know, he would rise to the occasion and, and, you know, would, and do his job and he would do it well when he, when he needs needed. So, um, but Cincinnati was my first pick for if there's a famous leader, which one would be most like my dad. Go Eric. This is tricky. Yeah. Cause I think my dad is kind of similar, right? He just kind of wants to do his thing. He's always, you know, out in his shop working, always on, working on something. Yeah. So Cincinnati would make sense, but I don't want to use that. And generally he doesn't get drawn into conversations that don't interest him. If it doesn't interest him, he's just going to sit there quiet. Mm -hmm. But if it's interesting, he'll engage with it quite a bit. The person that comes to mind, and again, I, you know, like you said, uh, I, if I really like dug through history, I could find someone maybe more appropriate. <clears throat> But my dad is also kind of like, if it's not bothering me, it's nothing I need to stress about for the most part. But he, then he watches the news. So that's a different story. So Calvin Coolidge comes to mind. I knew you were going to bring him up at one point. I was, I've night. been finding ways to, to sneak him in. But yeah. yeah, just like, if he doesn't need to say anything, he won't. Yeah. Silent Cal. I mean, for a reason. And, 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 and of course... My dad likes to, you know, do his own thing, be at his own time. And, um, <clears throat> but Calvin Coolidge also has a great sense of humor. And my dad, when the time is right, will slip those jokes in when he knows it'll work. He laughs a lot when I'm around. What is that all about, Eric? What You're a funny guy. Uh, am I? Or Yeah. Didn't you redecorate the bedroom one time? One time. Yeah, one time. It's come up on, Wait, this, what was that? on this podcast before. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, how do I know? <laughs> it was about as horrifying as the red wedding. Well, that's see, about, I don't, that's I don't know because my wife was driving me home. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I knew, yeah. I knew the next day. <laughs> you, you may not have been there. You, you know. know, it was yeah. not, but I felt it. Yeah, I did too. It was. Not my finest moment. Oh my so. gosh. All right. Um, I, I don't know how deep to go down this rabbit hole, but this is going to probably say more about what I think of my dad than anything else. But um, I'm going with uh, Hugo Chavez, the uh, Venezuelan dictator. He <laughs> took, a, took a wonderful country, partied hard, did everything you wanted, drove that thing straight <laughs> into the ground. But managed to check out right before any of the real consequences kicked in. That's my old man right there, Hugo Chavez. Wow. Yeah. This is this is a bus with no brakes, man. Get on, because we are having the time of our lives tonight. Are we are we gonna unpack this at all or just let no, it be? Nope. Nope. I'm nope. done talking. That's the and end of that. that is the end of that yeah. question. Moving oh. on. All right. Um, <laughs> next one. Oh, I'll let Eric finish. That's just. 
That's the best description of anything I've heard. <laughs> Maybe ever. I don't know, but that was good. Oh. All right. Um, oh. Who would you rather have cook dinner for you or prepare or order dinner for you? However you want to phrase it. Napoleon or Emperor Augustus? I have nothing to go on here. Are either of these men known as culinary no, figures? Not just, that I know of. Just I picked two names out of a hat and here we are. I like uh, Greek food better than French food. What is French food? What are the horses with a lot of cream? Is that escargot, right? Snails. You said That's Augustus, right? Augustus, Emperor Augustus. Okay, well, <clears throat> uh, you know, just quick search. Um, Did you both, type in who's a better cook? Yeah, both had <laughs> issues with food. Napoleon ran out of food while invading Russia because of okay. their scorched earth tactics. Okay. <clears throat> Augustus also dealt with a food shortage in Rome. Uh and he established a person, a prefect, who was in charge of making sure there was food supplies in Rome. So based on these two very obscure facts, Augustus will actually have food. Hey, you want, you want healthy portions when you go to dinner. You don't want to be leaving dinner wanna... saying, I got to stop at Mickey D's and get a Big Mac because it didn't fill me up. So I think that's a fair way to make that judgment. Is that who you're picking? Are you picking Augustus based on that alone? <clears throat> I mean, that's what I have to go on. Okay. Um, I've had French food. I mean, I'm assuming Romans have some sort of pre-Italian food. I like that better than French food. I, I don't. You, you got to go with Italian food, right? Yeah. <sighs> So here's the thing. Augustus is reigning over a, a, like an era of peace. So there's probably going to be like, like wealth and food all over the place. Napoleon yeah. is basically just ruling over uh, a never ending war for him. Ah, but he's doing it. And I mean, you'd be eaten at Versailles. So yeah, anytime he was there, which was not that frequent. Well, I, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can pencil it in. We're picking. It's not like you have to go meet him on the Eastern front in Russia to have dinner. Like it's a, we're assuming it's well, here's also I mean, you got the, power. The, the, the Roman empire, by the time Augustus died, it's Spain, it's Gaul, it's Italy. It's Oh, tapas. It's, it's Macedonia. It's Asia. It's Egypt. It's Egypt. Yeah. North Africa. Awful lot of ground. North so Africa. They got, I think the selection is going to be much greater. From so they got a Augustus. They got Panda Express. Well, okay, let's not. Tapas. It's not Augustus is being teleported Fish 2021, and, and he's got an Amex card that he gets to go all out on. Like you got to go back to ancient Rome. So yeah, you, there's some sort of proto-Italian food, but it's not what we. Would think I'm gonna about. guess that Augustus was eating better regularly than Napoleon. Napoleon. There were nights in a tent where he got the best meal they could put together, but food was rough i 
just yeah, I'm guessing they uh, a, a so, Roman emperor is probably gonna have a better meal most most nights than a general. All right, here's here's some more. I, I I'm doing some research. Okay, I can tell they imported a lot of foods. Number one, which is good. They? Yeah, the Romans. Yeah, breakfast included um, bread or a wheat pancake eat with dates and honey. That sounds yummy. Uh, a light meal of fish, cold meat, bread, vegetables for lunch. Um, the main meal. Yeah, I'm not talking about the poor people, the rich Romans. Here we go. Um, you know, the parties are going to last for up to eight hours. They didn't sit in table, uh, tables. They sat they sat like around it um, on those sloping couches. It's already this sounds pretty good. Um Let's see what was could include wild boar, venison, wild goat, mutton, lamb, pig, hare, poultry dishes, chicken, geese, ostriches, cane, uh, cranes, pheasants, pigeons, doves. I wine and water served in jug. I just there's going to be more there, I think. Okay, I think Augustus takes it. They also have vomitorium. So if I get too full, totally socially acceptable for me to just vomit it all out. So I can stuff my face. And that's just that's just. That's just courtesy right there. All right. One of my favorite facts to tell students about the Romans. The vomitorium. They're just like, ew. I'm like, well. Yeah. All right. I probably would agree. I would rather have Augustus prepare me food. All right. Next question. Which war slash battle, if you could, would you change the outcome of and why? And I'll start to give you guys a moment to think. Uh, I chose, and I just kind of did this off the top of my head, Battle of Hastings in 1066. Uh, The outcome was Harold Godwinson was shot, I think, through the eye with an arrow um, during the battle. And William of Normandy, or William the Conqueror, uh, won the battle, won the day, and proceeded with the conquest of England. And so what had been an Anglo-Saxon kingdom had now become a Norman kingdom, which proceeded for the next several hundred years. Um, And so I think it would be interesting had Harold Godwinson won, you would have an Anglo-Saxon kingdom with still strong Britain influence um, that would have kind of grown up independent of Norman rule which would have, I think, drastically changed the outcome of Europe. So I think that would be one that if I could have changed the, the battle, I would have had Harold Godwinson win. So there you go. That's my pick. That's fascinating. Now, it was a tough question. Was, you know, we wouldn't have the world we have today had the battles and wars not shaken out the way they did. Yeah, because, well, this is the tricky thing about this question is because you're, you're, first of all, you got to pick a, a battle that went. So think about it, maybe think about it like there's a multiverse. And on this multiverse, this battle right. changes. So here's how the so, world So, but you're, you're picking So we're aside. still good. We're still good on our planet, you know, in our universe. Because it would be like if I said, well, I, I'm curious what would happen. Of course, I'm curious what would happen if Gettysburg went to the Confederacy. That's not what I would would want you know mm-hmm. it'd be interesting i've got a to see similar i've D-Day got a similar failed. idea in my head as you like i've got it 
Like, what if we didn't drop two nuclear bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki? And what if there was an invasion of Japan <clears throat> instead? What if Japan would that have failed? Been a long, would that have been a long, protracted affair? Or would that country have just folded? Or what if Japan failed at Pearl Harbor? Just missed too many of the targets. We were ready. Well, yeah, you could say they did yeah. fail at Pearl Harbor, not taking out the fuel dump. So not or the taking aircraft out the carriers. Or, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, so there's, there's a bunch of different things, right? But... Um, or what if they had been more successful? Yeah. Right. But so, you know, I don't want that other outcome. Okay. But here's what I'm going to go with. What if Byzantium didn't fall in 1453? Okay. To the, uh, to the Turks, to the Turks. And it, it maintains its dominance in the region for, presumably several hundred more years. Well, then that changes um, everything in Greece. Balkans. Yeah, the change, I mean, because then Greece technically doesn't fall. Um, and so their influence would have continued. You're not going to have like ethnic Muslim groups in Southeastern Europe. Probably, yeah. And you're not going to have an Ottoman Empire that exists in 1914. Yeah. At least not one that has a foothold. Well, not one that has Constantinople. Yeah, they don't have foothold. They probably still have most of Asia Minor. But yeah, that would be a good what if because had Constantinople withstood that siege, I mean, they were a gateway into Europe. Yeah, I'm trying to find like how much the Byzantine Empire's borders had contracted to See, that point. I think it was they were basically the surrounding area of Constantinople. There wasn't much left there. But if they're somehow able to hold out and by some force outside of that able to repel the Turks and they can probably reclaim Greece, which I didn't think regained its independence until like the 1800s. Um, yeah. So in that regard, you would have been had a independent, free and independent Greece much earlier. And I think that's a big change. Um, same thing with the Balkans. The, the whole makeup of the Balkans would be very different as a result. And. Yeah, it was very. They, they had like the, the peninsula there, not the Golden Horn, but uh, that peninsula that sits on near the Bosporus, as well as like a bunch uh, the of Dardanelles. Uh, the Dardanelles, but also a few coastal territories in Greece and like in the Black Sea. And that was it yeah. in 1400. So it was very contracted. But still, if you can, if you can win that battle and lift the siege maybe you can take more mm-hmm. <clears throat> what about you jeff or was it the the two bombs no it was yeah i'm i'm, I'm intrigued by your uh by your alternate universe uh idea what if oppenheimer doesn't uh you know what if they don't perfect the bomb what if that just doesn't happen i mean how does that change the course of history i mean you know japan probably falls maybe it's the bloodbath that we're told it would be maybe it isn't but what does that do to america's 
future for the next hundred years if we don't have nuclear weapons. I mean, we're the only country with nuclear weapons for a long time. And um, we probably went a long way on reputation for a long time after that. But um, yeah, I'd just be curious how things would be different if that wasn't the case. Well, I, it's funny. I took a history of modern Japan class in college, and that was one of the questions the professor posed: was had um, the United States begun in a full-scale invasion of Japan without dropping the bombs? Potentially, some of the numbers said up to a million Americans could have died conquering the four main islands of Japan. Um, although, whether or not that's inflated or not i don't know but it's whatever it's it is conjecture right but no. whatever it is it would have been far more costly for the americans to invade for, japan for sure. than to drop two bombs and then force japan's surrender that way and likely for the japanese people yeah because those two bombs in in a matter of a couple seconds killed hundreds of thousands but we managed to do the same thing in germany over the course of several weeks mm-hmm. with our, our you know firebomb firebombing in dresden uh, I believe Hamburg was the other one that got hit pretty hard. But again, I mean, yeah. you know, the the uh, how they die isn't really as important as the fact that they died. So Japanese deaths probably could have been 500,000 to a million in that invasion as well. So mm-hmm. the argument is that we saved lives. On or maybe sides. the country's just really so run down at that point because they had they had fuel shortages they had food shortages they had serious problems there's there, there, there's a chance that it's not the protracted struggle that we've been led to believe that it certainly yeah. would have been without nuclear weapons yeah that's a good point i do think it's interesting when you ask that question though something that popped up was dropping the nuclear bombs when we did wasn't just for Japan, it was also as a shot across the bow to the Soviets because they, at this time, had the biggest, strongest army rolling across Western Europe, or I guess Eastern and Central Europe, and, and had taken most of Germany. And so this was kind of a thing to say, hey, you better you better take a breath before you yeah, think about keeping those tanks rolling. And, and there's nothing to say. They were definitely not our friends. Yeah. And there's nothing to say that had the Soviets decided to keep moving, that the United States could have stopped them, especially if they're still fighting a war actively in Japan. Like if half their forces are divided in Japan and then half are in Europe, there's nothing to say that they can hang with you, the Soviets who've only got to go one direction. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of potential there for how much different things would have been in Europe and the whole world had the, the two bombs not been dropped. Or right. technology didn't exist. So, all right. Good question. All right. Last question that I have. This one's for Eric. Which empire gives you the gets you the hottest under the collar, really gets your motor going, so to speak? And I've got some options for you. Oh, okay. Roman, <clears throat> Mongol, Incan, Persian, or British? 
No. So which by hottest of the what do you mean hottest end of the oh you just week? you're like yeah I that really love after dark <laughs> yeah like you know what I'm talking about like it's got to be Roman is it yeah I think so okay Caligula. you can't tell me why oh I mean, yeah it's the Roman Empire. See the way you said it's, it. Now I get it. Wow, the yeah. empire. Yeah. It no, is the soldiers. empire. Jeff knows what I'm talking about when I say it like that. It was a Republican, then it was the empire. I mean, the British, uh, the British Empire would be a, a close second for me. I feel like the British Empire is like Facebook. Like <laughs> it's just like this big multinational conglomerate and it's terrible and nobody really likes it, but they're all part of it. That's what I felt like the British empire was at its height. It was a so, sloppy mess. Yeah. Yeah. They give, I've never considered that. I, uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, so that take, I threw it in there because the British empire <clears throat> at its height was the largest empire in the world. I think they controlled 25% of the earth, um, which as big as the Mongols were, I don't think quite eclipse that. Like there's a, it depends on how you measure the, the land mass and sea. Yeah. And the Mongols, the Mongols controlled a lot of uninhabited areas as well. Like Siberia. Yeah. So. Okay. So Roman empire going with, with the OG. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Persians are somewhat interesting to me. The Incans. Uh, doesn't really do it for me. Fascinating, but doesn't. Okay. Get my motor going. All right. How about you, Jeff? Of those five, Roman, Mongol, Inca, Persian, or British, which one would you pick? Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm going with Eric on Roman. Um, and yeah, that, I mean, that British Empire was significant. And I just get the... Uh, <clears throat> you guys remember Spinning Plates on the Ed Sullivan show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that was... That's, that's, I guess that's any of these big empires. It gets to a point where like... Like, God, now what? Like, well, you tried to take over the whole world. So you get what <laughs> There's you There's repercussions. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. It was hard. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, come on. The, the Roman Empire, they were, yeah, they were getting it done. They were doing it right. They were having fun while they were doing it. I mean, it, it had to be a good time, right? You got the Colosseum. You got Rome, the glory yeah. of Rome. I mean. Protracted wars. All the good stuff. Loving it. All the hits. <laughs> All the hits. <laughs> Coming live. Large, massive religious persecutions. Scattering yeah, I know entire you're, populations across you know, the really globe. you're really telling me about, this is really <laughs> selling me on why I should pick the Roman Empire. Were you saying they get um, I, like, I just found a really interesting map online. The British Empire in 1920 was 35.5 million square kilometers. The moon is 37.9 million. <laughs> Jeez. That's amazing. Almost the size of the moon. And that's just land wow. mass. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're the biggest. I don't think anybody comes close. I, I guess to be the spoiler, I'm going to pick the Persian Empire. Um, their empire is older than the Romans, although it didn't last as long. It was, it predated the Romans. Um, They had obviously 
conquered Babylon. They'd conquered many of these ancient other empires and, and enfolded them into this hegemon that had dominated the Middle East for centuries. And, and even after the Persians, the Persian Empire was defeated by the Romans and subsumed by Alexander, you know, in 300 BC and, the, and then subsumed by the Romans, there was the Parthian Empire, which is an offshoot of the Medo-Persian Empire that had been in contention with the Romans basically during the entirety of, of the Roman empire. So I think there's a lot there. I think it would really fascinating to see those ancient cities and, and to just kind of get a different perspective on their cultures and customs. That would be the exciting one for me. That would be the one that I would be like, <clears throat> I want to go see that. Cause I, I I've read a lot about the Roman empire and it's awesome. I think as far as staying power, the Roman empire it's got to be one of the longest empires, especially if you consider the 2000 years adding in the, you know, when Constantinople finally fell in 1453. Um, but well, and also from a pop culture perspective, I mean, how many movies are there on the Persian empire? How many? There's one. Are there? There's two. And they didn't, two. <laughs> they didn't end up well for the Persians. Like yeah, they came off kind of, yeah, they didn't look good. And let's be honest, it's fun to say. Well, Xerxes. hey, if oh, yeah. that one battle at Thermopylae had turned out differently, we could be talking more fondly of the Persian Empire. Well, I would say the battle at Plataea had that turned out differently because that's where they're actually routed. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. But it, I don't know. It's just Xerxes was incredible. Cyrus the Great was an incredible leader, incredible commander. And, yeah. uh, there's just a lot of really cool things going on there. And then even after they were repelled from Greece, they, their, their influence didn't really wane until Alexander and then, you know, much later Rome, but I, I don't know. I, I agree. I think Rome is a good pick. I think everyone, when they think of what is an empire immediately, at least in the Western world, immediately the Roman empire is what comes to mind. Like, that's just, that's what an empire is. Now, if I was to throw in a, a, a wrench into that and pick a fictional empire, it, got, it has to be the galactic, right? Of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. You got Vader at the helm. Yeah. He's got daddy issues. Yeah. Who's Snoke? Yeah. It's yeah. brothers kissing sisters. I mean, there's just all sorts of weird stuff going on there. Who is Snoke? Yeah. Anyway, okay, we won't get into that, but I agree. Can we talk about Eric catching flies? Yeah, I, there's this. Yeah, he's I got doing his, one fly that you. He's doing his Karate Kid training. That, that he's you gonna, have not caught. I'm assuming. Oh, there oh. we go. <laughs> it's just air. I missed. So. Oh, he's back. All right. Well, that's all I got for questions. Do you guys have any others or anything you want to bring up? How about those Broncos tonight, huh? Stomping the Raiders, or no? Did it go the other way? Ooh. Yeah, Broncos. You just wanted to bring up. I really no, no. I really was hoping somebody would have stomped the Raiders. But why? Since they let Gruden go, or what no. are your thoughts there? No, just he left he on his own. That so that's where I, it's a little bit frustrating by him resigning. It doesn't allow anyone to set a precedent on how they're going to deal with this stuff, which is it just allows for inconsistency. But no, I'm just tired of the Raiders. Am I mistaken that he was making $10 million a year to coach that team? 
He was. That was part of his a 10-year, $100 million contract in 2018. Wow. And I, yeah. He's got to be the highest paid coach in sports, right? Well, not maybe not in sports. Well, highest paid in the NFL. I mean, are there college coaches making more than that? Nick Saban, I think. Saban doesn't make that much, does he? Well, he's got to be up there. But, um, yeah, they, they gave him so much money to come. And he had mediocre results this second time around with the Raiders. Bill Belichick is at 12 million. Urban Meyer is at 12 million. He actually had something to party about tonight. Pete Carroll's at 11 million. John Gruden's at 10. Yeah, but I think the difference is none of those contracts are 10 year long contracts. I think that's the difference is that in sheer dollars, that was the biggest coaching contract. I'm pretty sure Gruden's is over you mean it is now yeah Yeah, he had to just walk away from that right so i don't know but hey that was a good one i thank you guys for for jumping on that was fun that was good that was good you guys got any uh any tales from the dad bod front real quick we normally do this on the front end but you know let me see here i do You know, I've got a fun one while you're getting ready. So okay. my son, Jack, who we've talked about and has been on this uh, podcast many times, he's recently bought a house and I've seen this house and it is big. It's a really big house and it needs a lot of work. Um, Jack is not the guy to do this work on the, on the, on this house. So I bought him some tools before I left. He didn't own any tools. He didn't have a screwdriver. He had a butter knife. Um, he's not doing work on this house, but I'm talking to him the other day. And again, I've been in the house, so I know the layout. The router is downstairs. Jack's gaming room where he and his girlfriend sit back to back and do online gaming is upstairs. I know from hearing this from Jack that having your computer plugged directly into the router is far superior than gaming over a Wi-Fi connection. So I brought this up, Jack, what have you done? And he goes, he goes, oh, I just, I just ran it up the stairwell and duct taped it to the wall. And I laughed and I went, you really did that, didn't you? He said, yeah, hang on, watch this. And he took his camera phone out and showed me and there is black X's of duct tape going up the stairwell of Jack's house that he bought two months ago. So anyhow, his, his home improvement skills have nowhere to go but up. That's, that's what's happening right now. just reminds me of when I was young and in my twenties and we would have all these, you know, jury rig sort of contraptions in our house to make everything work. And it was always a, a delicate balancing act between life and death. Sometimes on making that stuff. Like you're, you're playing with fire, but you know, it works and he doesn't care. So, you know, oh, and be careful with electricity. I was over at my girlfriend's house the other night working on a couple of things and I threw two breakers in the course of 10 minutes. So mm-hmm. when you throw a breaker, you're, 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 you're close to the edge. Yeah. So exactly. You're really close to things going horribly wrong. So my, this isn't a story about my kids. This is actually one, my wife and um, the other night we were laying in bed watching, TV and and she's on her phone and she 
said, she showed me this photo of this hand, this woman holding this device, that, like a strap that goes around your hand and it's got mace on the top and it's all one piece. And at the bottom, it's a got a little blade. And so you can hold it like this. So it's got mace on the top and a blade. And so when you're like out jogging, if someone comes at you, you can spray them with bear mace or stab them, you know, to so you don't get attacked. And she's like, well, see, I can wear this or I can have this when I go hiking because she goes for a walk every morning. And I go, can you? And she goes, what does that mean? And I go, <laughs> she's like, are you saying women can't run with, with like a knife and mace? And I'm like, no, I'm not saying women can't. I'm just saying you can't because my thoughts are you're going to trip. You're going to stab yourself in the thigh, fall down. Somehow the button on the mace is going to get hit and you're going to spray yourself in the eyes. And then it's just going to be a whole thing. And she's like, she starts laughing and she's like, yeah, maybe, yeah, then maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we don't want to get the, the bear mace knife combo to, right. to go out in the, on the trail. How about just a sharp stick, honey? Let's just yeah. give you a sharp stick to take on the trail. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, that's my, my story of the week. How about you, Eric? Well, I, I filled you in before we started, Jake. Um, well, then we don't need to tell anyone else. <clears throat> <laughs> we should probably keep that between ourselves. No, uh, about an hour before we started recording, my wife, I hear her voice in, in the bedroom. I kind of wander back there and she says, take a look at this. And she takes the thermometer, points it at my youngest head. It beeps. She holds up the red. <laughs> says 100.7 and i'm just like threw my arms up in the air we've got a ton going on this week right we're trying to we're, it, you know the plan is we're closing on our house all that kind of stuff we're teaching we're coaching we've got games and now the kid has a fever and i don't know of another job that requires you to do more work to not show up so i spent like an hour and a half writing out all my lesson plans so I can have somebody else do it. And I have to explain every little thing that's in my head that I can just do that. Somebody has to be, you know, explain like this has to be done this way. Just threw a wrench and everything. And with COVID protocols now, you can't just give the kid Advil the morning off and send him to school. Even as a teacher, you can't be like, well, I'll just tough it out. I'll be like, you know, runny nose, sniffling, feel like crap all day long. You can't even do that as a teacher anymore. You have to take the day. And so it's just a pain. And, uh, and then I've got to, you know, I've got to run and get, have them get tested for COVID. And I'm, it's just, so it's exciting. Yeah, no, I, I know. And it sounds exciting. Yeah. And I'm starting archery this week in PE and I can't, I can't hand that off to somebody else. No, but like I, I literally like have to go through a certain procedure to do this right. And I can't just tell a sub what to do because yeah, just, just tell your best student, to take care of it. They'll, they'll take a, a, a sub teaching kids archery. This is these, this comedy writes itself, Eric, just yeah. put a camera out there and just keep an eye on what's going on. So it's just or, or, or just the look on that sub's face when he's like, okay, yeah, I'm here. Uh, what can I do? You need to teach these kids archery. And they've had zero days of archery. <laughs> There's targets I... in the shed. 
the arrows are here. They're the bows and they're all set to 20 pound draw weight. So half of these kids aren't going to be able to pull the thing. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 they're coming in thinking, all right, I'll put on the princess bride, turn yeah. off the lights and we'll be fine. But nope. Yeah. Fire up some labyrinth and uh, yeah, you've got a nap. You've got to teach them a martial skill. That's a, that's a rough job for a sub. One. I can uh, have them throw in like all quiet on the Western front or something. There you go. All right. All I right. like it. Nice. So, all right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us this week and hope to, hope you guys enjoyed the questions and the answers. And uh, I'm Jake, we got Eric and uh, Jeff is back with us for tonight. Yes. Are you going to be back? Hey, hey, again, Jeff. Or how's football going? Yeah, I was going to ask about uh, football. Football's going great, actually. Out in uh, West Texas, right? East Texas. East uh, Texas. The crew is in midseason form. Our last couple games we've uh, gotten through without incident. Um, fans are still the worst people in the world. Uh, players are great. Coaches, you know, they get some latitude because that's their job. Some of them are uh, suspect as well. But, yeah, fans are the worst. And, yeah, the world's in a perfect place, man. This last Friday night, it was crisp, probably 62 degrees out, beautiful football weather. We had a we had a great game, came down to the last drive, uh, went really well. Yeah, the the officials, we didn't affect the game one way or another. It was, uh, That's awesome. Good job, administered the game uh, clean and fair, and it went really well. But, yeah, you know what? It is uh, it is purely a labor of love. If you don't love football and – specifically Texas high school football. There's no reason to do it. It is the most thankless, worst paying thing around, but um, I don't know if there's something about it, man, that, that NCAA rule book will keep you awake at night. It is long and verbose. So, you know, when Jack said he thinks that people to get full citizenship need to serve in the military, maybe that's what they need to do is make you full referees. You want free college. You got to go do high school. No, if, if you want to be a fan, if you want to sit in the stands of any game, you have to officiate high school or, or even peewee. We'll just have you do peewee games for a year. Trust okay. me, it will chill you out. You'll learn some rules because because nobody knows. That's the other thing. The fans just don't know the rules. And that's OK. But I found man, that to be a true mouthy with, bunch with refereeing basketball. <clears throat> Learned a lot like. There's no foul for over the back. There's no foul for reaching. Those aren't things. You can reach all you want. You just can't make contact with their body. You can go over the back all you want. You just can't make contact with the body. That's it's all like pushing. And it's and basketball is by far one of the most subjective sports. Well, it's one thing I, I couldn't no more officiate a basketball game than make yeah. it to the moon. That, well, that it's would one, be a mess. It's one thing to not know the rules of football. Like I know I don't know the rules of football, but so many fans don't know the rules of football, but think they do. And that's the problem, right? Like, well, it's so clear. It's so clear that it was a foul. It's like, well, is it? Cause I don't know. Like, I'm not sure what a catch is. I, I don't know what fouls are. Like, <laughs> you, know, know, you, like, you know, when you I, see one. Yeah. I'm like, that yeah. looked bad. Like that's all, that's, that's the extent of my knowledge. Like that. Yeah. That pretty sure. I, was, I don't know what he did, but he wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah. So awesome, man. Well, it's good to see you. Glad, uh, glad football is going well. How many more weeks? Um, I think we got three more weeks in the regular season. There's a outside chance we would get a playoff game, but probably not. So I've probably got three games left. So awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, 
thank you all for joining us and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Dad bod. Dad bod.